And now Horn. Stewart wants it. And looks for Amakechi! Hello there, welcome back to the Grand Old Team Podcast, I'm Adam Partington. Yesterday, last night, Wayne Rooney scored a stunning goal from his own half to complete the hat-trick as Everton thrashed West Ham 4-0 in front of incoming manager Sam Allardyce, the former England captain, that's Wayne Rooney, not Sam Allardyce, intercepted Joe Hart, scrambled clearance and powered a first-time shot beyond the stranded goalkeeper and into an empty net to help the Merseysiders move up four places into 13th in the table. Have you got a nosebleed? I've got a little nosebleed now. Uh, it seems strange that I'm I'm happy that we're 13th in the table, but I genuinely am. Uh, Rooney scored three in total and Ashley Williams uh, got the other in a 4-0 win which gave David Unsworth a well-deserved three points to finish off his stint as Everton manager, apparently now he's going to go and take a few days off, so enjoy them. David Unsworth, uh, we'll speak about him in a little bit more detail in a second. But some stats from the BBC. So David Moyes has lost all five of his Premier League games against Everton. Can you believe that? Um, since leaving the club with an aggregate score of 12-0. That is uh, is depressing for, for, for Mr Moyes, but obviously not for us. Rooney's hat-trick goal was from 58 yards out last night. Um, that's the furthest out of the Premier. That's the furthest that a Premier League goal has been scored since the 4th of April 2015. That was Charlie Adam versus uh, Chelsea for Stoke. You probably will remember that goal. It was a decent one. I think Rooney's was better, but I'm going to say that Wayne Rooney has scored goal, uh, more goals in his 12 Premier League games for Everton this season uh, than he did in his. 25 league appearances for Manchester United this season. That means Wayne Rooney now has seven, and I believe that's like one behind Romelu Lukaku. So uh, that is a little bit of irony for you, and um, quite amusing at the same time. Uh, so this is a strange podcast because it's not the usual format. Normally I would have Dave on here, Mr. Groucho, Dave the Rave, um, but he can't be on here. Well, he can, but it's more me. I've got, I've had work commitments um, and uh, life has gotten in the way. I've got to literally record this. Uh, I've edited up some clips from outside Goodison last night where I was asking fans um, what they thought of uh, the appointment of Sam Allardyce. Uh, I've got to do this now and then I've got to run and I've got to sort my uh, my house out because we've got family coming over tomorrow. Um, so I will get in trouble with the wife. You know how it is, all the fellas out there. Um, but anyway, just quickly, before before I do that, let's just talk a little bit about the game yesterday. I, I won't go into too much detail because I really want to play these clips and, and, and you know I'm sure you're looking forward to hearing what other supporters were saying outside the ground before the game yesterday about the appointment of Sam Allardyce. Um, but yeah, Wayne Rooney yesterday I thought was was uh, terrific. His um, the, the penalty we well, got a bit got a bit lucky with that, didn't he? But you know you need a little bit of luck. Um, the second goal was was really really good work I think as as a collective, and then the third was just outrageous. Um, it actually all, almost made me lose my watch. Um, the fellow who sits behind me saw it fly off as I went. But, Mental when um, when Wayne Rooney scored uh, that 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 incredible goal. Um, I say my watch flew off and um, and then he pointed it out to me and I picked it up. So that was great. Uh, it was hilarious to see Joe Hart flap it like that. 
he um I think I think that last night was probably surely is the end now of Joe Hart's hopes of being the number one for England in the summer. I think well, I think I think England's number one was playing his was his opposite last night, Jordan Pickford, and he proved that. Um, I think there's probably other keepers in the league, Butland being one of them, who who are who are now far better goalkeepers than than Joe Hart, or they're at least in far better form. Um, so yeah, uh, you know it's it's one of them. Um, but Jordan Pickford was incredible, and we'll, we'll talk about him in a second as well. Just want to pick out some comments from the forum. Um, Blue Stephen, I think it is, says oh, this is on Wayne Rooney. Um, he was put in a position yesterday where his lack of pace was covered by the legs of Davis and Garner. Um, who ironically probably had the best game uh, I can remember from him as he stayed very disciplined and actually provided genuine cover for the back line for once. Um, Blue Stephen goes on to say, uh, would that work against, say, a team that presses the life out of you? I have serious doubts, but against a hell of a lot of teams, this could be a starting position for him, Wayne Rooney, without disrupting other players uh, in positions ahead of him, Gilfy especially. Yeah, you know, it was um, it, it was it was great to, to watch Wayne in that position last night. I think I wonder if there's any coincidence the fact that we got a better performance out of. Out of Garner, the fact that Morgan Schneidlin wasn't involved, um, who knows? Who knows there? Um, but yeah, no, it was it was good to see Wayne in that position. Wayne played everywhere last night. There was one point when he was at like left back, he was up front. He he's just that fella. He just wants to be involved all the time. And um, you know, I think that's that's good, obviously, uh, but also it can be to our detriment as well, I suppose. Um, which all of you are familiar with that. You know, there's been a few times this season when we've grumbled a little bit at that. But I think maybe that position, and I think Allardyce, I think, played him there when he was manager of England. So, you know, we'll see if he continues to do that. Um, come on, you blues. Al25 says, I'd like... Uh, I, I'd likened the way he played last night to the way that Perlo played for Italy. Talking about Wayne Rooney again. In essence, the footballing equivalent of a quarterback. I don't watch NFL or rugby or hockey, whatever that is. What What is a quarterback? I don't know. Um, I don't know. So someone's going to have to explain that to me, but I should imagine it's just someone who kind of sits and distributes the ball. I think, right? I'm that. I fact, as I say that, Kind of do know that that role in NFL. Um, but anyway, uh, who says that sometimes it'll work, other times it won't. If this is going to be his role uh, for the future, we'll need to have patience. Good luck there with football fans. We don't have patience. As he won't get as much space uh, with most of the teams as he, is, uh, as he got last night. And it won't always work well. No, you know, I, this was the th strange thing about West Ham. I kind of expected them to be, you know, a little bit more kind of um, up and at it, shall we say. And, and they weren't. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good point. We'll We'll have to see, you know, a team that presses us. Would that would that position work for Wayne Rooney? I don't know. He's got a he's got a very good football brain, so I'd I I, I think he, he probably would. Um, who knows? Who knows? We'll have to we'll have to see. But as I say, I think Allardyce will continue to play him in that position. Just want to quickly talk about Gilfie Sigurdsson as well. Sorry if you heard a weird noise there. The cat was trying to scratch the back of the chair. Um, Sigurdsson says, Ivo, uh, sorry, Sigurdsson doesn't say this, Ivo on the forum, forum says about Sigurdsson, um, he's a quality player, no doubt about it, I just hope we learn uh, to use him properly and play with a system that gets the best out of his obvious ability. That's a very good point, one that I brought up on the podcast last week with Groucho after the Southampton game, I said, you know, look, Gilfie Sigurdsson is a tremendous footballer. He had a remember we have to consider he had a really tough preseason and he? he didn't get a proper one I don't think with Swansea. He's come back into the side. He needs to we need to build the side almost around him and uh 
put together a side that complements Gilfie Sigurdsson. There's uh, there, there's no doubt about that because the lad has a lot of ability. Um, N01EFC says he has really improved over the last few weeks. Talking about Gilfie Sigurdsson again, obviously. He says, I'm impressed by his work rate and his pressing at times. So am I, actually. I didn't really know he had that in his game so much, um, but he obviously does. Um, he is one player who, over the last few weeks, looks to be trying uh, for me when others clearly haven't. I think that's a cat meow in. Shut up. Um, I'm talking about Everton. So, uh, yeah, again, terrific performance from, from, from Gilfie. That ball over for Ashley Williams uh, was, was amazing. Uh, I do want to quickly as well talk about Jordan Pickford. I won't keep you too much longer before I play these these fans outside the ground. Uh, yesterday, who gave me some really, really good opinions and some interesting opinions. It was it was, it was quite diverse as well, the opinions, where it wasn't everybody saying, oh, you know, I can't stand Sam Allardyce. Some people were quite happy about the appointment of Sam Allardyce. I just want to talk about Pickford, though, as I said. Um, really good performance. Kept in the game. Uh, that save, uh, it was a good penalty, I think, from Lanzini. I haven't watched it back, but from what I can remember, and I was in the Gladys Street and it was towards the park end, it looked like a good penalty. Anyway, Pickford gets down. Um, he's he's a, a really, really, really tremendous goalkeeper. I spoke to Graham from Roker Report, who is a, um, who's obviously a Sunderland fan. Uh, I spoke to Graham, when was that? When did we sign him? In August, obviously. Um, and it was we did a lowdown. And, and, and look, he said, Jordan Pickford is a tremendous goalkeeper. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's been around for, he'd already been, he's been around for a long time because, you know, he's, he started relatively young uh, in terms of actually playing in senior teams for uh, in the lower leagues. And um, he, yeah, so, so Sunderland fans are still full of praise for him. Um, I remember my, my dad and my cousin having a big debate in the summer at a barbecue about the, how much we paid for him. And my cousin was saying, 30 million is too much. You know, this is a, this is a player who's been relegated. And uh, at the time, you know, I, I said, look, I, I, from what I know, he's, he sounds like a very, very good... He's ahead of his years. He's a smart, he's a smart goalkeeper. And I, and I think, you know, the age that we've brought him over time, 30 million pounds will seem like a, a bit of a steal. So um, yeah, again, uh, full full marks for Jordan Pickford. I I do like the fella. He he's um, he just seems like an Everton player. Um, let me know what you think about that. And I can't really explain that in any great detail. Just basically going off on a whim with that one. But no, he does. He seems like he seems like he's, he's the kind of guy who kind of represents what we are. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm talking nonsense. Um, I just also want to talk about Moyes quickly. There was a few chants in the Gladys Street last night uh, taking the mick out of him. Um, I refrain from getting involved because I do still... I feel sorry for David Moyes. There, I said it. I feel sorry for him. He's... Um, I feel sorry for him. He looks like a broken man. He, he looks like a broken man. And I kind of want him to... I kind of want him to... I kind of want him to... At least resurrect his career a little bit. I don't hold any bad feelings towards um, David Moyes. Incidentally, I was in the away end when Brian Oviedo scored at Old Trafford a few years back with a friend of mine who's uh, was a massive Evertonian who's no longer with us now. And uh, that night, you know, we uh, I refrained from I refrained from giving him any any stick, um, just because I. I I don't. I was. Very, I'm very grateful for what he did at Everton, and um, I know there was all that stuff with Leighton Baines and Fellaini, and you know he he had look he had a responsibility to Manchester United, but um, that was a long time ago now, and and I, I do I do look at him, and I do I do think that you know I just want him to you know I want it to work for David Moyes. That's what I'm saying, and I expect I expected a lot more from West Ham last night. Though I expect them to be you know a lot better 
drilled and, and be a little bit more kind of combative than than they were and they weren't so it's one of them um i also just want to say uh, finally this is the last point i promise um david unsworth just wanted to say um i don't blame him for, for anything i would was the last person i was going to get on his back for the current situation that everton were in after the atalanta game i remember people going down that road with Unsworth and um, I don't doubt that he potentially got things wrong the Southampton game he got things wrong but he, he had a good go and you know there's I, I frequently go on to TalkSport get asked to go on to TalkSport to represent Grand Old Team on there and, and give kind of our thoughts although I, you know it's tough because I everybody thinks different things but um, and there was you know there's been a few really nasty things said about David Unsworth on that radio station things that I think are, are, are disgraceful and, and no need for them. Uh, we all know who I'm talking about. Um, I mean, we don't have we don't really have high standards for the fella I'm referring to. But, um, and that was that was out of order. And, you know, David Unsworth is an Evertonian and, and that gets mocked, doesn't it? People go, oh, well, at least he's a blue. Yeah, at least he's a blue. Because, you know, it counts for something. It really does count for something. And you're seeing that now with the reaction to Sammy Lee. I mean, just on Sammy Lee quickly, if he comes in and he gives his all for Everton, I'll... I'll I'll just, you know, I'll see past his, his history. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I just wanted to just go on record and say, I mean, he's not, not going to listen to this, but, yeah, thanks, Onzi, because uh, he did us a favour and he, he was... He was um, he had to do it for a lot longer than he probably should have. Um, so yeah, a good win then. We're up to thirteenth, which is uh, which is good. It looks a little bit better when you look at the table now. I did an interview with Andre Kincharsikas in the Winslow uh, before the game. Well, I say before the game. It was in the early afternoon, which will be out. Brendan is gonna Brendan's gonna edit that up, and I think that's gonna be out on. Probably on the weekend, so uh, keep an eye out for that. Maybe maybe a little bit more in towards next week. Depends how busy Brendan is. So keep an eye out for that. And anyway, yeah. So uh, there's the there's my reflections w minus Groucho. There's my reflections on the game against uh, West Ham. And now here are some comments from Evertonians before the match yesterday on the appointment of Big Sam Allardyce. Uh, lads, all right, I'm from Grand Old Team. Uh, just getting a bit of fan opinion on uh, Sam Allardyce. So, uh, what, what do we think, boys? Are we uh, are we happy that Everton have now employed well, Big needed, Sam? They needed somebody, didn't they? You know what I mean? Got the experience, honey. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, in your opinion, gents, what would uh, success look like for Sam Allardyce at Everton? Stay up halfway in the season. Yeah. Just um, stabilise it. Uh, if we can get to just after the new year, to the new transfer window, start looking for a target man. Maybe a good centre half because I don't think the back four have done it for us this season. Start looking for a left back. So I don't think we're that far off, but just disappointed for the fans. Yeah, yeah. And also the, the board telling the um, Sky News what's been happening before they tell the fans. Jim Very White. Disappointing, yeah. Yeah. So, gents, just on the board, how, how, in your opinion, how have Everton got into a position after all the optimism after the summer? How, how are we in a position now where we've had to go to someone like Sam Allardyce? What, what, what's happened there? I'm going to clear you, I was so looking forward to this season. Yeah, I think Kuhlman um, spent that much money, sorry, that much time chasing Blackson Sigurdsson. He took his eye off the ball and we should have been looking for strengthening in other places. We knew two years ago that Lukaku was leaving. Disappointed, mate. Are oh, you, mate? Yeah. How 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 disappointed are you? I think it's a short-term thing. Like, if we win the next couple of games, then we're in a fairly stable position, and we can go on. And I don't think Sam Allardyce is going to take us up into the 
top seven and we're stuck with them we're gonna have to pay them off again next summer again we're just gonna have to keep on paying managers off yeah you're dead right um how have we got here how have Everton got into this position where we've had to employ Sam Allardyce? In your opinion, sorry, I didn't catch your name. Luke. Luke. In your opinion, Luke, what, what's gone wrong? I'd, to be fair, in the summer I thought the signings were fairly decent. I think we'd spent too long going after Sigurdsson, which distracted us from getting a striker and left-back cover as well because Baines hasn't been the best this season and he's injured now anyway, so... Just bad recruitment, really. Are there any more kind of long-term issues within the club, mate? Would you say, uh, uh, you know, in terms of uh, a boardroom level that you can look at? I just think the top managers don't want to come to Everton. I think that's basically it. We scratch around for uh, managers, and they're obviously not the best ones because the bigger clubs tend to pick those up. What would a good Sam Allardyce reign look like at Everton, Luke? <laughs> Go on, Luke. What would what would success look like for Sam Allardyce? I don't know, just stabilising us, getting us to getting some of the players to actually like fight for the team. Um, yeah, I just I don't, hope he doesn't spend a load of money in January because I don't trust him with money. So maybe get a few like standard Premier League players in and just yeah stabilise it, get around the mid-table finish, and then. Like I say, hopefully suck him in the summer and spark. <laughs> <laughs> um, a mix, mate, in all of honesty, but at the same time, if it's we need something right now, don't we, mate? So I think, mate, to be honest, he's the best of the rest at the moment. If it's a good point, we just got to get behind him, mate. Got to get behind him now. Decisions made. As Evertonians, mate, we love the club. Get behind him. How, See how it changes. How have Everton found themselves in this position, though? Like, yeah, every day I find myself asking. Me, me personally, I think actually there's a lot more damage that Coman's caused than we know about. Yeah. I think he's he not only lost the change room, but he sounds like he was a brutal character from what players are coming out and yeah. saying. Especially like you only have to look at Omar ass and how he was treated. I think it's quite disgusting to be honest. You know, empty locker, not not yeah, even. Yeah, yeah. You do worry though. And how I much has think, gone wrong so quickly? No, too right. And I think you've got players like Barkley, who was our diamond. Now he's done. He's not talked of, and that bothers me because we miss players like at the minute. And I, I actually think Coman has caused a lot more damage than fans yeah. want to believe. So, so a few few Evertonians I've spoke to today have mentioned the board, and uh, you know a few people are starting to look at people like Bill Cameron and, yes. and obviously Farhad Mashiri yeah. as well. Do you think there's any there's anything within that? You know, is, is this, is this just this a little bit of incompetence, maybe? I think, so. I think so, mate. Yeah, we've got to look the Ken right out, and that's that's been here ever since I've been an Everton fan. And I think he does the best for the club, in all honesty, mate. And I think I know they've took probably a bit longer. What annoyed me a bit, I think they shouldn't have sat Kuma without already knowing what they were going for. So not unless like the silver thing just didn't. They were, hope, they were hoping it didn't happen because what the articles I've read, mate, is that he wanted to come to any of that silver. Apparently, he wanted to come in Watford with reluctant. Um, but yeah, the only sort of annoying thing is it's took a month now, and in that month, I feel sorry for him if it was a tough chance. And I to think take that's in. the story of everything now. We seem to be making changes that the fans want, but then there's no there's no plan there's no in place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah. at Lukaku. You, you yeah. don't sell your number one striker. So, we knew he was going to go. Everyone knew he was going to go. Yeah. You've got to have a plan in place. You could have held that out for as yeah. long as possible, yeah, and we haven't made things happen as fast as we should have, and that's our downfall. Because we're in a right mess. That's why. Okay. I mean, we succeeding four or five goals a game, and, and people are saying, "Oh, he's not good enough for Everton." Everton in trouble. Yeah, right. Okay, Alan. So uh, I, I accept that completely. What, in your opinion, mate, would um, would like success look like for uh, for Sam Allardyce at Everton? So this season, yeah, finishing the top ten. 
Yeah, you think? Oh, do you no, think Everton no, no. can do that under Sam Allardyce? I think, do you think? Good, yeah, finishing the top. Uh, you, you've got to look at realistic, haven't you? You're not going to win anything. No, no, of course. You could win the FA Cup. Anybody could win the FA Cup. But you, you, you've, uh, you've got to look at the team. They're rock bottom. They're relegation for at the moment. Yeah. So, Alan, I know. I know you said you know you're relatively happy with Sam Allardyce, which I understand. But uh, you probably wouldn't have been your first choice, you know, if if you had the pick of every manager in the world. But. Um, in your opinion, how how have Everton got into a position where they've had to then, you know, go and go and employ somebody like Sam Allardyce as the manager? What, what what's gone wrong? Uh, lack of organisation. I don't know. It's, it's in the club's got answered, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's uh, it's, it's tough, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. To say what's gone wrong, but yeah. it, it, they've collapsed. There's no organisation in the team, is there? There's this. We've been out bought all that money, and they don't seem to be. There's no fight there. To be honest with you, mate, it's just getting that bad. Is it? Are you at that point now? Yeah. Yeah, the despondence at the moment, aren't we? Yeah. Has it got. Uh, what, what, what in your opinion. Sorry, I didn't catch your name. Colin. 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 Uh, what in your opinion has, has, gone, has gone wrong for Everton to be in a position where they've had to go and employ someone like Sam Allen? Well, it's, it's always been under Cumin for me, and he, he's, he's, he's sold our best player to a team who finished a point above us last season. And bought one of their cast-offs off them with, the, with some of the money over. He's filled the midfield up with number tens. Yeah. He's playing like Calvert Lewin up front on his own, hoisting 80 yard balls up the park, missing out totally of these four guys, whatever he's been buying over the summer and that. And just being, it's just being too direct. He's got no ambition by the look of it. Well, uh, he's standing on the sidelines with his arms folded, doing nothing, looking like me, me when I'm waiting for my wife in the changing rooms or something <laughs> in the shops. You know, he's, not, he's, just, he's offering nothing. Carl, what, what, but is there anything like more? You know, I, I get all the issues with Ronald Koeman, but is there anything you think deeper within Everton Football Club at the moment? That... Holding there's an ounce of confidence with any of the players, especially at the back, especially Ashley Williams. We bought him. We bought him to come in as our, like, you know, it's, it's going to be our talisman. You know, uh, a leader and. You're watching them every game. It's like watching some of the England players with an on duty. They like to steal an on duty for England. Yeah. Different player from Man City. Yeah, yeah. It's like watching uh, that Ashley Williams. He hasn't got an ounce of confidence whatsoever, and it's going right through the team. What, what about sense? Just seems diabolical. You look, you look at the back lines after time now. And they're not, they're not straight back lines. It's diagonal, going from the midfield to the edge of the box. They're not back lines at all. It's what no confidence? What about in terms of a boardroom level though? Is there any? Can you point the finger at anybody? You know, within the hierarchy of the club. I don't really like to, to be honest with you, but I don't think Mashiri is, at the moment, got a grasp of what the club's all about, and I don't think Bill Kenwright's offering him much in the direction of that. Of you know, of, of, of giving him a clue what what we're like and what what it's what, what the club's like and what it's all about. I mean, even Coleman going back to him, his comments at that derby last season were diabolical. Yeah, yeah. About not realising what it meant, you know, t- t- just what it meant to the fans. I mean, that was it for me. I'll finish it for me. But uh, I think Mashiri, I think he's going to be, you know, he's there for the long haul, new stadium and all that. But I think we're a bit rudderless with uh, Bill Kenwright, not, not, not dealing with him better, not offering him more, more advice and stuff. You know, I mean, this, this holiday thing stinks a bit to me of desperation now because we went through weeks ago. We ruled themselves out. We said the club were looking at other people, and he wasn't going to do it while they were doing that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, weeks later, he's back in, and they're all saying, "Oh well." We're just, you know, we're doing this, we're doing that. I reckon they've just been sounding the fans out to see how it would be. And we've got to the point now where they know we're that desperate that we're happy to accept it. Uh, for short term, yeah, but long term we need someone else, don't we? I think short term we just need someone to sort out the mess. And after that, hopefully we'll be all right. But. It's a grand old team to play for.
mystery. It's enough to make your heart go. Oh.